All right, so today we have on the podcast Matt Brenner. Uh, Matt is a longtime friend, also was one of my roommates in college. So welcome to the podcast, Matt. Thank you much. I uh, I wore my flannel today in honor of what we'll be talking about. So. <laughs> yeah. So so today we are. Matt's also the son of a farmer and um, pastoring in Northeast Ohio, where we live. Uh, we live in a very large agricultural and farming community, which means I get to pastor farmers. So farmers make up a significant portion of our congregation and. Um, farmers are a unique breed of people, just like pastors are. I guess I'd like to think that we are a unique breed of people. Um, so, so today we're gonna gonna walk through some of the things that are unique to pastoring uh, farmers, kind of how they are similar to pastors. So, like Matt mentioned, he's wearing a flannel shirt in honor of today's episode. <laughs> um, so, how long has your dad been farming? Oh man. Over, let's see, yeah, I'd say about 20, 25 years. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so a long time. So, Matt has some experience with um, living with someone. Do you consider yourself a farmer? No. Okay. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think so. <laughs> I didn't think so. But... I'm farmer adjacent. Yeah, okay. I, just, I didn't think so. I just wanted to, to make sure uh, to see where you were in, yeah. in that category. So... So here's the thing about farmers, right? They get up early to work. Uh, they sow, they plow, they toil. Uh, they know how to fix broken equipment. They beg God for rain. Uh, most of their work is either unseen and in a lot of cases uh, unappreciated. They always have grit underneath their fingernails. They are thinking two steps ahead. Uh, farming requires uh, a great, uh, a lot of attention to detail. Um, and it also requires a lot of endurance. Uh, at the end of the day, they are praying for growth. And in a lot of ways, that's similar to ministry. So pastors, we, we kind of do a lot of the, this, we, have a, we mimic a lot of the same behaviors uh, uh, as farmers do. So we're going to go through this list and it's going to be kind of fun just to kind of walk through some things that we've noticed about farmers and about pastoring them specifically. So the first thing is, uh, farmers love fiery preaching. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, this obviously every preacher has their own style, but sometimes you just gotta you just gotta bring it. You gotta throw the heat from the from the pulpit, and every single time that's happened, whether it's myself or one of our other pastors, you can guarantee that the blue collar guys, the farmers, the art, the the agricultural guys, they're they, they have something to say about it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. I don't I'm not sure exactly why I can say it. I think maybe it's just because of like the general routine of farming. Like they don't get a whole whole lot of excitement, maybe. You don't get riled up a whole lot of things unless it's about sports or, you know, things of that nature. But yeah, man, you get a good fiery sermon, you will get the handshake line will be long. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And the handshake from farmers are weird because they smell like feed and <laughs> their hands are they have this like layer of soot on it all the time. Yeah doesn't really matter how much they wash their hands but it's also um, going to be like a death grip too like yeah. it'll be like you know, a farmer's not going to come in with like some soft limp fish hand handshake that's true and not just a death grip but they shake squeeze and pull <laughs> so they pull you in and they're like that was a great sermon brother that was a really good sermon so 
farmers uh they they just they like that lively message um <laughs> the other thing that's that's cool about farmers is they're very generous people and not only are they generous but they want to share their harvest with you so in our church we have people that farm uh, animals and also plants i don't know if that's the correct way to say that but um <laughs> there's both and um as a pastor you you get the you, you get to reap the the benefits of the farmers in our church because they're generous people and they love to share things with you. Agreed? Agreed. Agreed 100%. Yeah, it's it. the gifts. Like, I can imagine when you first showed up here and then all of a sudden like somebody just dropped off like, hey, here's 20 pounds of ground beef. And you were just like, this is the weirdest yet most practical gift I've ever, probably ever gotten in my life. Like, Yes, absolutely. I've gotten everything from literal pounds of beef. I've gotten sausage from pig farmers. I've got uh, corn. And I'm not I'm, like I've never paid for corn since I've lived here in Ohio. I'm not even like I'm not even trying to make a joke. Like for real, I've never paid for an ear of corn since I lived here because because during that season, someone's dropping it off. I mean, we've had everything from zucchinis and variety of vegetables. I mean, there's one or two people in our church that also um, have bees. I don't know if they're called bee farmers. I guess that's a thing. But every year. There's a thing of honey in my in my in my box, waiting. So, so yeah, they're very generous and they like to share what, what they have. Um, and yes, the gifts are very interesting. I do believe um, when we hired Pastor Andrew, uh, one of the very first things he got from a member of our church was a cooler full of meat. <laughs> so, so there you go. And I do know after talking to my dad, like he would have had more meat if I had not known that and said something to him. <laughs> like, nah, man, he's good. He's already covered. <laughs> like, I don't even know if he has that big of a freezer. Yeah, <laughs> like, probably don't. Um, so the other thing too that is really cool about farmers is they they tend to gravitate towards hard workers. Um, they like people who have the ability to just to grind it out and get a job done. I mean, obviously you've you've experienced that working with your dad, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well. Um, Part of my, it was almost like a Calvin and Hobbes comic, like going down, it was like about building character, you know, like my dad, after we had already been working, you know, like doing hay or whatever, he would literally loan me and my brother out to go across the street to help our farmer neighbor unload his, you know, eight bales <laughs> or eight wagons of bale full of bales, you know, so it's like, oh, hey, here's another four hours of hard labor, you know, just to toughen you up a little bit more. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, they, they, they appreciate hard work. And I think... You know, when you talk about pastors and farmers, one of the things that I've noticed is they've come to me and others uh, just thanking us for the hard work of ministry that we do. And I think uh, it's, just, it's just part of their DNA. Along with that, though, I would say I've noticed that farmers also, they kind of struggle a little bit with people who are, you know, who complain or that are complainers or maybe even need a little bit of, of help. I guess that's where like the shepherding part of, mm. of pastoring is a little bit different than it is for farmers. Mm -hmm. uh, I've seen and I've heard, uh, you know, people that kind of in that line of work even say to me, like, what do you, what do you grant about? Like toughen it up and, and, and get it. I was like, well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, maybe I do need to toughen up, but there's a level of shepherding that needs to take place in the context of ministry as well. So, yeah. For sure. Like the, some of the cardinal sins of, of the farming community are complaining. I mean, you can, you can grumble, but you can't like full out be like a, a whiner and complainer. Grumbling is okay and permitted. Yeah. But, and then the other one's laziness. Like if you're, if you're not willing to put the work in, man, 
you're gonna have a rough go with yeah. the farming community. Not just a grumble, but like the low, deep grumble. Like, you know, like I know you know yeah, what I'm it's talking got some, about. It's got some bass to it. <laughs> um, the other thing, this is really cool. So here at West Hill, we do a sunrise service um, every year during our Easter time. And that sunrise service starts really early in the morning. And it's often cold. And, and I've been here two or three of them, maybe more, have have had snow on the ground. Yes, that is true. So it's, it's always cold. But farmers never miss a sunrise service. <laughs> One, they've probably been up and had two breakfasts by that time. Um, and two, it's just, I think it's just one of the, like, it's just one of those things that in the church world, I guess, if you want to say that, like the, the hardworking farmer, like the sunrise service is something that I'd like to think is marked on that calendar. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so, for sure. Oh, uh, I mean, you get here, like the way we do ours is, you know, we, we start, we have this, this hill on the side of our church and we go out there, we sing some songs and literally watch the sunrise. Um, and there's patches out there and like trench coats and bundled up and then we look out and there's a sea of carhartt because the farmers are there in droves carhartt uh, and denim yeah carhartt and denim for for sunrise service so it's kind of like a funny thing about about that in reference to like our church specifically yeah i mean like i, I remember like i played sports in high school and especially basketball i remember like i would have like a back-to-back so i would have a game friday and saturday night and dad would give me a pass on saturday morning to get up at 3 30 to help him with cows to that game that night but and Sunday morning comes around, everybody's got to get to church on time. So I was up at 3.30 in the morning on a Sunday morning after playing back-to-back to go help dad on the farm. Yep. <laughs> so we'd be home, be back, and go to Sunday school. Yeah, be ready for, be ready for service. Um, one of the cool things from, I think, a character standpoint, like a, like a character perspective, is farmers really understand every process between... Um, planting and harvesting and I think it's one of those things that we share in similarity when I say we I mean those of us that are in full-time ministry and farmers like we just we really understand each step like you you spend time planting I guess a seed or spending time with someone and and walking them through the growth process Mm -hmm. and then when they finally get to a place where you're like wow this this is amazing like they they're starting to grow they're starting to learn they're starting to to flourish, if you will, in their relationship with God. And that's cool. I think farmers really understand that that process. Um, and obviously you you have seen that just watching um, and helping your dad because you I mean you guys are involved in planting, I think corn specifically, so you yeah. know what that's like. Oh yeah. Yeah, with the whether it's the preparation of the soil, I mean and we could do it on many more applicable things than that, but the applicate you know, the preparation of the soil, the actual planting of the seed, the you know maintaining the the quit the, the fast growth and then also the long-term growth um and then also preparing the the dirt around it you know to help you know with removing weeds or yeah all that sort of thing cold emulsion that's a term that you probably have no idea what i'm talking about no clue <laughs> so, what, what's the term <laughs> cult emulsion like cult you, emulsion. you run a cold emulsion it literally so we do organic farming so instead of putting like pesticides and stuff on our plants um, we actually run a machine through when the plants are still short, and you can drive a machine over them, run them through the rows, and it tears up all the weeds and stuff like that. So yeah, I yeah. had no idea that was a thing. Yeah, the more you know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> also, didn't know that. I mean, I like that term that you said, like the short term, the fast growth, and the long term growth. Like that's definitely a farming thing that I don't think I was aware of. 
Um, but I love that. I mean, I love that even from an industry perspective. That's true. You see the fast growth, um, especially if you're thinking about it, like seeing someone come to Saving Faith. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some things that happen so fast, right, yeah, in a moment. Right. And then, but like you said, you know, almost like, okay, like a, like a sustained growth. Like, right. okay, you know, yeah. these are the things that we need to, to have in place in reference to spiritual growth so that you have long-term growth through the course of what really should be your life. No. So that's cool. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, so yeah, they they really have this ability to to understand each of those steps. Uh, the other thing that I've learned about farmers, and I've heard it from you and from others as well, is you know they are really really resourceful people, especially when it comes to problem solving and fixing things. I can't tell you how many times that maybe you might not even realize it that you said to me. Whether it's just like, yeah, I got to go help my dad fix this or <laughs> something broke. And there's, there's another guy here at our church um, whose dad's a farmer. And he says the same thing often. He's like, yeah, I, I got to go. We got, I got to go help him fix this thing. So they have a tool, not a tool belt. They have a tool shed yeah. that's full of things that can fix anything. Yeah. It's also full of a lot of probably unnecessary stuff, but that stuff's not trying to get thrown away. <laughs> like, how dare you try to throw something away that might be useful 10 years in the future? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so why do you think that is? Why do you think, like, I shouldn't say why. We know why, because you have a lot of equipment and it needs to be fixed. But, like, at what stage do you think, like, farmers realize that, okay, you know what? I just have to be, I have to know how to fix this stuff, be yeah. resourceful. I think it's part of like, yeah, you have to, you have so, you have a wide array of things that you're actually working on. Um, probably not, <laughs> you know, similar to a pastor. Um, but also like you, you are planning for contingencies. So you do want to be prepared when that one thing does break, you know what I mean? Or so this, this hypothetical situation that may happen, okay, I'm going to have this tool around so that if an issue does arise with that, then I can deal with it quickly and efficiently as efficiently as possible. You know what I mean? So there is a prepar- preparatory side to it. Yeah. Um, there's also a frugalness side to it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, uh, I said, copper wire was invented by f- two farmers fighting over a penny, you know, so uh-huh. <laughs> they stretch it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I've never heard that before. <laughs> uh, but that makes sense, you know, like, I mean, and I don't even know, I guess, yes, frugalness probably plays into it, but not just frugalness, but also, I mean, it just is what it is. Like farming probably doesn't make a whole lot of money yeah. you know just kind of kind of like pastoring in some places yeah. um so farmers you know they probably have to be resourceful so that they can like you said make make every dime count kind yeah. of thing um so you you kind of get to a place where you have to learn to do most of that yourself yeah maybe frugalness isn't the right word for it maybe it's more being um as uh responsible as possible you know with the uh with the things that you're given yeah you know so being yep. discerning, you know, that sort of thing. So yeah, absolutely. Why waste it and throw it away when we could save it and use it for, you know, a situation later on? Yes. So, not being I, wasteful. I do. <laughs> so. I do like the little um, jab you said there about how dare we throw something away that mean that we may need to use in ten years. <laughs> Sorry, that might have been a little personal. Oh, <laughs> like, that, might, that might have struck a chord in my it's, heart. <laughs> it's, and it's and it's okay because, as you know, um, I don't know if people on the podcast know, but like. I have over the last couple of years, like worked hard at becoming a minimalist. Um, so uh, that philosophy is a little hard for me yes, personally. It will to, not jive with to, you. Yeah, to, <laughs> to grasp, and, you know, like sometimes in my own life, I'm like, wait, I have this thing and I haven't used it in an X amount of time, which means I don't need it. So let's sell it or give it away if it's usable. 
Um, but that's not the case for no. uh, for farmers or people that work in uh, in that type of field, I guess, industry, if you will. I have a barn full of evidence for the contrary. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I've seen that a barn. A literal barn full of evidence. <laughs> and, and I've seen that barn, yeah. Um, <laughs> so it is... It's it's so funny that you, we were talking about this. Just like there's been times where I've walked into spaces like that, and it personally gives me an anxiety attack uh, when there's just like things everywhere and stuff everywhere. But the flip side, I've also been in spaces like that and saw someone working in that space, and they knew where everything was. <laughs> and there there's like rusted tools, and I'm like, there's no way this thing's functional. And sure enough, it's it's functional. So. Yeah. It's uh, it's very interesting to to watch to watch that. Also, talking about resourcefulness, I've noticed that farmers can take other things and turn them into other things. Um, I the other day I saw someone turn like a leaf blower into like a chipper. They took the motor and flipped it around and did all this other stuff. And and I thought like the, I mean like. I mean, maybe this isn't a good term, like spin a sermon. Like you can't really like it, you know, the Bible is what it is, but there are times where you're like, okay, you know what? This has multiple applications. And I preached this before with this application. I'm going to preach it again with this other application, but I've seen them, their resourcefulness be able to, to not just not throw something away because it's usable, but take something that isn't used for one purpose and rebuild it for another purpose. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And that's cool. Um, one of the other things too is farmers are, you know, they they have to wear many hats. Uh, if you're like me and you know nothing about farming and you just drive by, you know, miles and miles of corn, which also gives me anxiety. But um, <laughs> you just think like, okay, this these people are farmers and this is just what they do. But I've learned through relationships, through pastoring them, and through shepherding them, and through uh, build literally just building a relationship with with the farmers of our congregation that they have to wear so many hats. Like, you know, our farmers, they're also business owners. They're also mechanics. They're accountants. Uh, they're expert weathermen. <laughs> uh, you know, they're horticulturists. They're they're all of these things. You know, they know things about rock and sediment and, and dirt and, yeah. and, and everything. So um, it's cool, yeah. I mean, like, well, any experience about just watching, like, from a, you know, from the front row seat, if you will, like, watching either yourself or your brother or your dad kind of like wear those hats. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, like you see, like you said, the small business aspect of it, you know, is, is very, <laughs> is very prominent, but, but yeah, I mean, there's so many different balls in the air. I mean, like I've watched my, my dad and my brother and, and me being a part of it, you know, I get the, the emergency phone call every once in a while, like, Hey, you need to come over and help me move this tractor and this piece of machinery there. Cause then we got to do this X, Y, and Z. And then after we're done, we got to do this and then we got to do this. So they're, I'm also going to throw transportation experts, you know, under that. So it's, yeah, there's just a lot of balls in the air. We got to go over and move this thing here, plant this seed, drop this seed off there, you know, get this done here. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's, there's a lot of uh, multitasking for sure. Yeah. Like, yep. And the point about weathermen, I don't think that I've ever had a conversation with a farmer where the word almanac didn't come up. <laughs> I mean, we we live in Ohio, so it's you know it's either cold or really cold or maybe nice. Yeah, those are the three for like six weeks. <laughs> yeah, those are the three things we have. But every single farmer, they, I mean, there's a, there's one guy in particular who I know who has one on him. 
Like, For real? You know, he's pulled it out before. Like, hey, let me let me look at the Almanac real quick. Yeah. And I was like, ah, uh, uh, didn't know you carried one in your pocket. <laughs> um, but the Almanac comes up. Like, when was the last conversation you had with your dad about the Almanac? It had to be, I'm going to say, 10 days or less. Oh, for sure. I'm going to say, yeah, I think it was, what's today? Yeah. It was last Friday. <laughs> so, yeah, less than a week. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. So, yeah, they, yeah. they're always referring to yeah. to the Almanac. I don't even know how accurate it actually is. Is it even? I, I mean, I mean it like, it's, it's, it's fairly accurate, I think, actually. But you only hear about it when it's accurate. A lot of times, too. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to said it was going to be a cold spring, you know? It's like, okay. If it's to the contrary, yeah, you don't really hear about it. They just don't talk about it. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, it it is cool to kind of watch them wear all those hats and and do their thing. Um, And sometimes it doesn't always work out. You know, we've heard the horror stories of farmers losing their farms because of mismanagement on the business side or maybe in a lot of cases they were taken advantage of from a from a from a business perspective or or whatever the case may be but but yeah there that's it's it's just interesting to watch them wear all those those hats um both farmers and pastors uh we've learned i don't know what it's like in in your state but um pancake breakfasts are popular here in (laughs) in in the old northeast Ohio and <laughs> pastors, maybe with the exclusion of myself, but pastors and farmers, they never turn down a pancake breakfast. <laughs> well, what what more is going to sustain you more than like carbohydrates and tree sugar? Like yep. that's going to keep you going for like <laughs> for at least till like after lunch. You know what I mean? So you can grab a you know grab a sandwich uh, or something like that. But I may never call syrup syrup ever again i may just refer to it as tree sugar right now. <laughs> that's a great term tree sugar i don't ever think i've ever heard that i don't know ever heard what it is yeah it's so great um yeah it's funny just you know they they don't they don't turn it down um i don't know if they turn out any meals really yeah but, that's, that's probably true too um but yeah it's it is it's fun i mean i want to go on record and say i know it's not pancakes but it's pretty close but i have had uh your parents make some of the best waffles that I've ever had. I mean, uh, like yeah. restaurant or otherwise. Yeah. So, shout out to yeah. shout out to your parents for making that. And I mean, and pretty sure they make them from scratch, don't they? They do. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's like an old, literally an old family recipe that's been like passed down from like my grandparents or something like that. Yeah. Like, and they got it out of some like Mennonite cookbook or something like that. Like. Yeah, that and the that and the almanac. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then the last thing uh, that we've that we've kind of like you know curated on our list here is both farmers and pastors need to call someone else to do their job when they go on vacation. I actually know some farmers that legit don't go on vacation because of this. Um, they sometimes they don't have anybody that they can trust. Sometimes most farmers I don't even know how trustworthy how trusting they are anyway. They're very trustworthy. Right. I don't know how trusting they are with someone mm-hmm. else doing. The work for them. Uh, farmers also vacation at a completely different time than everybody else because <laughs> right. they have to they have to be there during the time where you know they're gonna where where they're gonna make the most money, I guess, or the, you know the best bang for their buck. And you mentioned this earlier. A lot of farmers, it's a year round thing because yeah. even if they're not harvesting, they're doing something leading to that time. So, right. yeah, what was that like growing up? Do you remember? No, I mean like 
even it was hard just to like get away for like a day vacation even like you know we live close to cedar points big amusement park up here in northeast ohio one of the top in the uh, united states i might say yep but it was even hard for dad to get away to like go up to the first of all he's got severe motion sickness so he wasn't you know ride any rides anyways but even just did him for a day to just pull apart you know pull away and get up there to go with us to just to even walk around or whatever like was a big deal I can remember one sustained family vacation that he went on, and it was five days. And that took literally, I think, a year of planning to, mm-hmm. like, get somebody to find a, you know, to fulfill, like, what he needs. And they're also, I wouldn't say, like, not trustworthy. I would use the word particular. Farmers have a particular way of doing their farming, mm-hmm. you know, and that the general umbrella is bigger. You know, like, yes, we all plant this or that, but the way that they actually execute X, Y, and Z is a little bit more individual and kind of customized. Yeah, and I I mean, I understand that. There's been times where um, I've had other pastors say to me, like, hey, I need you to preach a message, but can you preach this message? And they literally give me what to preach, and I'm like, no. uh, that's going to be <laughs> real hard for me to do because yeah. it's not mine. And what I mean by that is obviously we know the content from the scripture is the same, right. but just like you said, you know, there's a particular way that I, you know, that I prepare for a sermon. There's a particular way that I prepare to do do something. There's a process that I go through that gets me to delivering a message. So yeah, that is a better word. Just a particular way of doing that. And, you know, like I said, it's one of those things where similar, like we literally said, we, I mean, myself and other members of our staff, we vacation at a different time of year because Mm -hmm. of what, yeah, just because of the nature of our job. So, so it is interesting. Like, you know, my, there's, there's some farmers in, in my wife's, on my wife's side of the family. And it's the same thing. Some of them don't even take a vacation because there's just really, they have to be there to do what they do uh, in order to, to make the best of it. So that's interesting. You said that you remember one sustained vacation in what, 25, you said 25 years. So Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. So, um, yeah, maybe farmers need to just find a way to be able to go on vacation. <laughs> yeah, that's many people, especially for Milton, that want to get up at three thirty in the morning every day. That's, that's a, it's a very specific, yeah, demographic of people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Usually, it tends to be actually a younger farmer. You know, somebody who's trying to like cut their teeth. You know, yeah. So, or the son of somebody that's been loaned out to another farmer. Yeah. You know, yeah. like <laughs> I think that's something we don't think about too. Is like sometimes we can be one dimensional when we hear the word farming. You know, sometimes you just think of that as crops but mm. you don't you know you forget that you know there's there's a wide variety of farmers and each of them require different things and different skill sets so um so that's kind of what we that was just kind of the purpose of this episode you may think like what's why do we walk through that but it's just a kind of that's 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 kind of the behind the scenes <laughs> aspect of pastoring this specific group of people um and that's one of the things that makes pastoring so unique and it adds texture to to our work yes it's it's all people but this specific group of people they're in a different space they're in a different headspace because their work is different their life is different their livelihood is different um and it's really interesting to see how we can draw from their experiences um so as we like any any lasting thought to to the person that may be listening to this that doesn't know anything about farming or maybe even maybe not have an appreciation for the farmer what would you say to them yeah i mean like you've seen a bumper sticker maybe around here you know thank a farmer (laughs) you know but but in a general broader sense like it to to the pastor as well like i think encouraging you know encouragement is a big part of that because 
with whether you're, you know, planting a crop or, you know, milking cows or pigs, you know, raising pigs or whatever to <clears throat> there's, there's a lot that goes into it. That's un, uh, unrecognized. Um, but there's a benefit to the greater part of society as well. So, I mean, without farmers, we don't have food, you know, without pastors, you know, outside of pastors, we don't have spiritual, you know, spiritual discipleship and growth and, and all those things. So there's a lot of hats that you can wear. There's a lot of things going on, but you know, if you can reach out to somebody and encourage them, encourage your pastor, um, you might not know what they're going through necessarily, but a pastor's going to have, he's going to appreciate it, whether he can, uh, you know, verbalize that or not, you know, he will appreciate that encouragement. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like that. I, I, I echo that just being encouragement to, I mean, obviously not just the pastors and farmers, but anyone that does what they do. Um, but you know, if you, if you, if you know someone that's very much like we're talking about, just, just encourage them and thank them. And the one thing I know that you can do in reference to the farmer specifically, whatever it is that they grow, feed, uh, whatever it is that they harvest, slaughter, whatever it is, if they give it to you as a gift, eat it. <laughs> yeah. It's the best way to thank them. So thanks for being with us and uh, just walking through this with us. This is the How Did I Get Here podcast. Mm-hmm.